Want to know why Travis Etienne and Alexander Madison will have some big rebound weeks here in week number three? It's time to break down our running back and quarterback rankings. Only on Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. Today, we will look at our week three running back and quarterback rankings. And before we do that, I have to tell you that this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to, go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use the code all lowercase LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Welcome to Locked On Fantasy Football, your destination to become the smartest fantasy football player in your league. I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Iron, and I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL, fantasy, and betting for SportingNews.com. Hey, hey, hey. I'm Michelle Majuk, researcher for NFL Network and fantasy analyst at NFL.com. All right, Michelle, I'm excited because now we can turn the page to week three. Can't believe it's already week three, but we're going to look at First, the top-tier running backs, then get into some deeper selections there, and then uh, look at our quarterbacks of the week. So we do that every Wednesday here on Locked on Fantasy Football. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. That means tomorrow we'll look at the wide receivers and tight ends. So check that out as we always do that midweek. All right, Michelle, let's dive into the running backs here. We have the usual suspects near the top, including uh, Christian McCaffrey and B. John Robinson, but... Some guys, uh, things that stand out from both of our rankings this week. Yeah, so every single week, I feel like we're just going to have CMC, Bijan, Tony Pollard, Derrick Henry at the top, right? But now with a Nick Chubb injury, it's really just those guys that every week you're going to feel like they're at the top. Those are the guys. And then it's going to come down to matchups or how we're feeling about their usage that week, right? And this week, it seems like both of us are super high on Travis Etienne. So he had a really great week one really down week two against the chiefs, but we're saying he's going to bounce back. I have him at running back four this week. You have him at running back six. I like his matchup against the Texans. I mean, we just saw Zach Moss go off for 20 points against him. I do love me some Zach Moss, but Travis Etienne is a much more talented running back and Etienne last year in his two games, he played against the Texans average 127 yards per game, 19 fantasy points per game. So yeah, I love him this week. I think he puts up a huge monster performance. Yeah, the matchup is just so good. The Texans are very leaky, of course, against the Ravens combination in week one, J.K. Dobbins, Justice Hill, whoever they wanted to throw in there. And last week, Zach Moss, I didn't have a lot of faith in him, but the Texans' run defense was just that bad. So that's going to be the number one matchup to look at on the ground. And Etienne, they should have get him going after going disappearing act last week. Now, another good matchup we like for a guy that can't believe he was not drafted in most leagues now He's a top 10 running back. He's RB8 for me, 10 for you, Michelle. Kyron Williams, the usage is there. There's no Cam Akers. They're playing the Bengals. It could be a positive game script here if Joe Burrow misses that game. And the Rams would be favored in that one. So Kyron Williams, hard to believe, but he's up there, and uh, Sean McVay loves him now. 
I mean, you if you're you have a guy on your team that's playing 90 plus percent of the snaps, getting all the running back touches, you got to play him. And that's why we'll talk about Zach Moss later. Like all of a sudden, there's a couple guys here coming out of nowhere that's just getting all of the workload for their team. And with Kyron Williams, it doesn't even matter if Joe Burrow's there. And let's say the Bengals do make up a lead. Kyron Williams got 10 targets last week. That's insane. That's something we never got to see out of Cam Akers. He gets all the touchdowns like that go to running back. So yeah, Kyron Williams is just a guy you got to keep plugging in um, uh, every single week. So I'm doing it against a hard matchup against 49ers. He should keep doing it moving forward. We're both also high end Kenneth Walker this week. I, I think it's just one of those guys that, you know, Zach Charbonnet doesn't seem to be eating into his workload like whatsoever. He gets a nice matchup against the Panthers. Um, but Another guy that we're moving up our list after the David Montgomery injury, it's Jameer Gibbs. We both have him at running back nine going against the Falcons. Do you feel good that he will actually see a, a bigger usage? He's only played 38% of the snaps so far this season. It has to be his backfield now, right, with Montgomery out? Yeah, they're going to have to at least get him a few more touches to see what he can do in a more expanded role. and. Matchup is not that bad against the Falcons at home, so they should get him involved quite a bit here. And Bijan Robinson being on the other side should maybe motivate him a little bit to say, look, I went in the first round too. I'm a special running back, so let's see what I can do in this matchup. So we just need the Lions to trust him just a little bit more this week, and we're going to be happy with his results. Now, before we get into uh, a guy that we uh, disagree with uh, – this week we actually can agree on alexander madison it's been hard to do that here all season long between the both of us but look if alexander madison doesn't get it done here it's a great matchup against the chargers now why i like him is the potential for scoring and getting involved and if it's a negative game script and the chargers go up big on the vikings he'll be involved a little bit of passing game so this is an important week for him. I think he has to come through. The Chargers are really leaky against the run. If not, uh, I hate to say we might be hearing more about Ty Chandler here. Yeah, it's just if he can't come through in this matchup, I don't even think it has anything to do with Ty Chandler. I really don't like it. That I just think no one in this backfield will be worth it if he can't come through. This is the week, right? He was RB16 in week one. So I do think people are overreacting about one bad performance on you know, a, a, a televised nationally televised game against a hard defense, but I, I, yeah, he has to come through in this matchup and both of us think he will. I have him at RB 15. You have him at RB 18. We're saying, put him into your RB two spot and feel good about it. One guy though, that didn't get the workload whatsoever last week, but he's extremely talented Brees Hall. So you really feel good about him this week. And I want to, right? So you have him at RB 11. I am at RB 19. Brees Hall gets to go up against the Patriots. He got just four carries last week. Why, A, why were they just <laughs> trusting Zach Wilson with the ball so much? It's because it's not like Dalvin Cooks. He only had four carries as well. But Brees Hall's way too talented to not give him the ball more. Come on. He, he has to see a way higher usage against the Patriots, right? Yeah, and the Patriots did give up a long run touchdown to Raheem Mostert. And the speed of Brees Hall can come into play here this week, and that's why I like it. A similar type of running game, right? The uh, Raheem Mostert and that kind of scheme. I know it's a little bit different now with Nathaniel Hackett in there for the Jets, but Brees Hall is just a speedster that you get in the open field and he's gone. And the 
the Patriots are pretty disciplined against the run, but once you can trap them with a outside zone, they're in trouble here. So I think that's what they're going to do a lot with Brees Hall. And I think the Patriots will focus with Christian Gonzalez on taking away Garrett Wilson in this game and just, hey, force them to find other people in the passing game. But I think in terms of letting Brees Hall get his, I think it happens this week. Now, one guy that we uh, disagreed on last week, and you're right on it. I just didn't trust him quite a bit, but the Texans apparently are that bad. I'm back down on him. It's Zach Moss. I'm all the way down at RB32. You have him at RB14, so you're encouraged more about what we saw. I think I'm fading him based on this Ravens matchup this week. I think the whole thing with people hating on Zach Moss is he just didn't ever get the workload in Buffalo. And this whole time, why well, I'm a really big Zach Moss fan coming out of school is he's a power back. He needs to get those carries to get going. And we saw that last week. The more carries he gets, the better he gets throughout the game. That's the type of back he is. There's a lot of those type of backs. I mean, Derek, I'm not comparing him to Derek Henry, but Derek Henry's that type of back. He gets better as the game goes on. Same with like Nick Chubb, those running backs that are just more of the rushers than they are anything else. Um, but how do you sit a guy who's getting 98% of the snaps? And I don't see them changing that this week. He he did a good job. And in his nine career games, he's had 14 plus touches, averages 14.6 points per game. That puts him right around that RB15 range. I'm at RB14. And even in this hard matchup against the Ravens, I expect them to be down. He's a good pass catching back. He really is. And Minshew's going to dump it down to him a bunch. So he'll get he'll get targets. So it might even be a better thing if they get down. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what happens this week. I mean, last week, yeah, he had a smash spot. He had Anthony Richardson early in the game. They jumped out to a quick lead, so it was downhill, right? Zach Moss could just keep running. Now, we'll see what his usage is, actually, in this game. But, yeah, no Evan Hull. Deion Jackson is pretty much buried here. He is the guy, and he's a volume-based player here. I just don't love this entire offense going in there, especially running the ball. I think they might get some garbage points through the air here. Michael Pittman, I actually like his matchup quite a bit in this game, but yeah, I just, we'll have to see. I mean, Zach Moss, I'm probably going to be running more cold than hot and you might be the other way around. So we'll see if he strings together another really nice game without Jonathan Taylor, then I might be buying in. We'll get some other running backs that we're going to look at here in our next segment. These are guys that you're looking more in the RB2 range and what to do with them a little tougher in terms of decisions. But before then, uh, We've got to uh, bring you uh, something exciting here. All right, Michelle, it is time that we love to uh, tell you about here. It's uh, our partners at eBay Motors have teamed us with us here locked on fantasy football to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. You're scouting the waiver wire. You might be looking for some options there. But this week, we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster and in your lineups this week with the best matchups in week three. So let's see who we picked here for this week's eBay guaranteed fit fantasy pick of the week. Chiefs second year running back Isaiah Pacheco hasn't delivered much to the fantasy football managers yet this season, but be sure to rule with him out of the garage for plenty of production in the ground, cleaning up on a really bad Bears defense in week three. Pacheco should break some chunk runs with an excellent shot to score to provide punctuation in a home blowout with Patrick Mahomes. So check out Isaiah Pacheco. We're going to give you our guaranteed picks a week here and help you win a fantasy football championship on Locked on Fantasy Football all season long. And eBay Motors knows the championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With more than 123 million parts for your 
ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake lights, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fits, guaranteed to fit your ride this time, the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. So check it out at eBay Motors. Uh, eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Motors, let's ride. All right, Michelle, it is time to continue looking at our running back rankings. And Isaiah Pacheco, as we just mentioned here, I have him pretty high this week. I think the Bears are going to get destroyed by the Chiefs, and that's a good game script for him. You have him pretty high as well this week, so we'll see. I, I think it's hard to know with his usage here, but I think he's definitely a consideration for RB2. You just have him out there at to 26. I'm a little bit more aggressive there with him at 16, but definitely playable as a flex this week. Now let's look at some other guys in this tier that we want to consider for RB2 action. Now, Jerome Ford, he's the big question mark, right? The Browns, as we got on air, just added Kareem Hunt again. So he's back in the mix, but I would think it's really hard for him to get in shape and get going here this week. So at least for one week, you feel really good about Jerome Ford. Even in the tough matchup against the Titans, we have him as RB22 and RB23. Yeah, and I probably will be moving him down a bit now with Kareem Hunt there. I do expect Ford to still get the lead back touches in this week but cream cream hunt being there that really stinks for anyone who just paid a ton of money or their waiver wire priority for jerome ford and fantasy because i do think they signed cream hunt cream hunt's been holding out to get a starting job right he's visited other teams but he clearly wasn't told he's going to get that starting role that's why he finally signed with the Browns because he feels that he will get that uh but in this week i don't know i'm not super excited about him against the titans like Everyone was on board with Josh Kelly, you know, Austin Eckler's out and Josh Kelly stunk, right? I mean, Josh Kelly has stunk for most of his career. He had a nice week one, but he stunk against the Titans. So I don't feel great about Jerome Ford at all. We saw Jamal Williams have 20 touches and put up 7.2 PPR points against the Titans in week one. Like, yeah, I don't love it. It's hard. Titans are a very good run defense. We're what we're hoping for with Jerome Ford, I guess, three things. We're hoping for potential to score and getting position to get in there. And I know Pierre Strong scored last week, so we don't want to see more of that. And then you want to see him involved in the passing game. So that's important here in this matchup. But we'll see about how the targets shape out here for Deshaun Watson. But it's Amari Cooper and not much else right now. David Njoku and Ford could be involved in the passing game. So that's what we'll need from him. But, again, he's the lead back in Cleveland. Pretty good offensive line, even without Jack Conklin, the former Titan. So you got to go there. Now, James Cook, we're very both low on this week. You have an RB20, which is okay, still playable. I have him as a borderline maybe sit here this week at RB30. Now, let me explain why I'm a little bit down on James Cook, and then you can get into it. The commanders are very good against the run. They've really shut things down here early. Looked pretty good there against uh, Javante Williams. The Broncos couldn't get anything going last week. And then uh, week one, James Conner. They contained him pretty well here. So that's why I'm sitting James Cook. This uh, front with Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen, some of the guys they have, really good against the run. So I think the Bills are going to have to pass, and they, they'll be fine just passing against the commanders. But I think that's where I'm fading Cook this week. 
Yeah, the whole thing. I thought I was low on Coke at RV20, and then I saw you have him at RV30. I agree with you that I do not think he's going to have close to the week that he had last week. It's a super tough matchup, and uh, so many. You know, he was just so completely efficient last week, averaging seven over seven yards per carry on the ground. Like, I don't think that's going to happen against Washington. And like you said, it does scare me. They take him out around the goal line. But it's just, this is kind of a really gross week for running backs. I mean, everyone I have behind them, they're guys stuck in committees or who also are, you know, Najee Harris, who's been inefficient, or they have tough matchups, anyone else behind them. So it's just kind of that situation where James Cook gets moved up because he's actually talented and can break off a couple big runs there. Uh, But yeah, I, I don't love this play at all. It's just, there's not a lot of good plays this week at running back. Yeah, there's not. And uh, one that we're going to avoid, I think, a lot is Damian Pierce. That offensive line is banged up. Laramie Tunsil, Titus Howard, they're not out there for the Texans. It's not a very good matchup this week. The Jaguars have actually been pretty good against the run early out of the gate. Uh, they're one of the best teams there. So Damian Pierce just not looking good. The Texans passing him, looking great with C.J. Stroud and working to all yeah. the weapons. They're way improved in that area. But the running game looks pretty shot here at this point. So You'll also expect a negative game script there. And Damon Pierce, it was a grind last week. Watching him run was just brutal, Michelle. Just trying to get one or two yards. And I can't play a player like that. So down on Damian Pierce this week, and I think you probably agree with me. I think we have him RB28, RB31 this week. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to play him. He's totally a touchdown or bust type player right now because, uh, A, I was starting to get higher on Pierce as we got closer to the season because they were talking up how he's going to get more targets. You thought, like, with the wide receivers they have, hopefully they would use Pierce more and and get him targets. But when they get down now, C.J. Stroud just relying on his three wide receivers and they're balling out in that area. So I don't think Pierce is going to all of a sudden start to get targets, and it really just comes down to – it's just going to be the points he gets off the ground, which is not a ton. And then if he gets a touchdown, he'll be a fine play. And if he doesn't, it's going to be a bad play. So it's going to be hard to rank him much higher than this until he shows us more. And that's kind of how I feel about Tony Jones this week as well. That's why I'm at running back 32 going up against the Packers. You have him up at RB 22. You definitely have been talking up Tony Jones a bunch. I just think he's a completely touchdown or bust type play this week. And he did score two touchdowns last week. Maybe he gets in again. Just is Derek Carr really going to be able to move against the Packers? How how many times are they really going to have goal line opportunities? I don't know. I, I don't trust him. I would prefer not to play him. That's why I have him at 32. He's a viable option if you're desperate in my mind. Yeah, I didn't like the Packers' run defense the way they're constructed. I think they're much better against a pass. I think it's going to be a rough outing, actually, for Derek Carr. It's not going to be very simple here with uh, Jerry Alexander maybe containing Chris Olave. But I think the Saints know that, and they're going to be kind of pounding Tony Jones, and they're going to have to. They they can use him well, right, because – here are the things that are happening here. Jamal Williams' ha- hamstring is hurting, so he could be out. I don't know if they'll rush in the rookie Kendra Miller with his hamstring injury. Alvin Kamara is going to be back next week after the uh, three-game suspension. So they can ride Tony Jones, right? They can give him a lot of work because, again, they know they have reinforcements coming. And if they wear him down a little bit this week, it's okay. So I, I do like that, especially uh, turning around on a short week where he was the backup and – they have to give someone the work here. So I really like Tony Jones as a volume-based play based on the matchup. It's one of those. And I would have liked Jamal Williams in a revenge game against the Packers, but Tony Jones, I'm going to settle for him as an RB2. 
Now, Rashad White, another guy that they were up and down on. I think he's going to be week to week a little bit with him in the matchups. The Eagles, pretty bad matchup here this week. I mean, they're pretty good against the run. They can be had a little bit in the passing game, and that's where Rashad White might be playable, but that's how we're looking at him. I think he's an RB2 based on his passing game usage this week. Yeah, sure. I mean, this is the thing. He had a great game against the Bears last week, right? But it was against the Bears, and he still only averaged 4.3 yards per carry on the ground, and he still only averaged six yards per reception. His efficiency in his career so far has been so bad, and he keeps getting called like this great receiving back. It's like, He's he's really bad at getting any yards after the catch. Like so, maybe he'll he'll come through with some receptions, but I don't think he's going to be able to run much at all against this Eagles uh, defensive line. Uh, they've only allowed two point nine yards per carry to running backs this season. That's the Eagles, so I think he's going to struggle on the ground. Sure, in full PPR, maybe he comes up with some catches and he comes through there, uh, but. Uh, yeah, I, I think even my ranking right now of RB24 is probably too high. But like I said, there's just a lot of bad matchups for running backs this week. Uh, talking about Josh Kelly, who had a bad matchup last week, right, against the Titans. It looks like Austin Eckler might miss at least one more game. And if he does that, do we go back to the Josh Kelly well now that he has a easier matchup this week against the Vikings? It's not nearly as hard as it was against the Titans. I am an RB 27, but I do think he could outproduce my ranking. Um, you're you're not as high on him either. Are we too low just because of one bad week against a tough opponent? Well, I think the Chargers are going to find any reason to not run the ball as quickly as possible. And this game could get out of hand in a hurry now. I know that the Vikings gave up a lot to DeAndre Swift, but you're not chasing those points. DeAndre Swift is a different story. The Eagles' offensive line is a different story. The Chargers have a pretty good offensive line as well, and they can do things here. But I don't think the game script is going to be there. They're going to take their shots here. I think the Vikings are going to rip that Chargers defense apart. I think Kirk Cousins and Justin Herbert are going to go back and forth here. So I think Joshua Kelly, I also can't count on him to score a short touchdown the way I think I could with Alexander Madison. So uh, I think the matchup is a little bit tougher for him on the road. I'm not going there this week. I think, again, it's another big game for the receivers, and uh, that's why I'm not going there with Kelly this week. So that just uh, – we'll see. I mean, these uh, fringe guys that don't have a lot of talent that need the opportunity and the matchups to work, it's kind of the hardest uh, decision grouping there on the board. So we'll see, and we'll get into our quarterbacks in our final segment, Michelle. Yeah, we have a, a great quarterback conversation to be had. What in the world to do with Justin Fields and Joe Burrow and uh, why we're loving Jared Goff again. So we'll get into that uh, shortly here after we hear uh, about our sponsor, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a skill-based, real money, daily fantasy sports sports game. How does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they go more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. At Prize Picks, you aren't competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. Prize Picks adds a ton of excitement to the sports viewing experience. Players can choose from a vast selection of sports and stats, types not offered anywhere else. They can even pick in-game projections after a game has started, which includes halves, quarters, periods, and more. Vinny and I will be giving you our favorite picks of the week on our Friday show, so make sure you don't miss that. At the sign-up at Prize Picks, you just go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use NFL 
for a first deposit matched up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use locked on NFL for the first deposit matched up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. All right. I am excited to talk about these quarterbacks because I think there's a lot of question marks around these middling guys, right? With Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert and Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, you're playing them. You're, you're playing them for sure. And we actually both love Justin Herbert this week, as we always do, right? I mean, to be completely yeah. honest, but he's both of our quarterback twos with Mahomes as a quarterback one. Um, but then we're believing in Tua again. I like to avoid his last name because I'm really bad at saying it, but I'm going to try. Tua Tagovailoa. It's the ending that gets me. But uh, I'll stick with Tua for now. So Tua gets to play Denver. We were low on him last week because he had to, you know, go play in New England and he had a down fantasy game. But we both expect a big bounce back week against the Broncos. Uh, tell me why you love Tua so much this week. Yeah, the Broncos defense, I don't know. They, they looked up and down. I mean, they looked the made the Raiders look actually better than I expected in week one. And then last week, they just completely broke down against the Commanders. And Pat Sertain, too, seems to be literally on an island where there's not much a lot of help there. And uh, yeah, I get Sertain is pretty fast. And he's going to like this uh, matchup because he's coming back to where his dad played for so long. But we do also have to deal with Tyree Kill and his speed. And Tyree Kill was bottled up a little bit. You know the Patriots were trying to contain him, but this is a good Jalen Waddle, Tyree Kill game. Tua could also get some other guys involved here. I just like the Dolphins here. This is their first home game of the season. Tua is going to uh, let it uh, ride here. So I do like uh, Tua quite a bit. Again, keep him healthy. Let's get the numbers. But it's going to be a little bit up and down with him. When he has a favorable matchup like this at home, you definitely want to play him. So two is pretty high and the weapons are going to go off after Tyreek Hill will slow down. And then one guy right around there, he's actually the QB one so far after two weeks. And I did say he could have a career year. It's Kirk Cousins. Uh, last week, he really destroyed a tough Eagles matchup. This week, you know, we like Justin Herbert. We like Kirk Cousins. I want a piece of both these guys in DFS. They're going to just throw, throw, throw. It's too kind of uh, Sean McVay type uh, related teams here. So I'd expect the just to go nuts in this game and uh, cousins Herbert to uh, some of the best plays this week. It is kind of crazy that one of these teams, Vikings or chargers are going to start the season. zero and three, right. And their offense is looking good. Their defense is letting them down a bit, but this should be, I'm guessing I haven't looked at the over unders. This has to be the highest scoring uh, matchup you would think this week or projected to be uh, so yeah I want a piece of this high scoring game it's a home game for Kirk Cousins he's better in his dome than anywhere else so love Kirk Cousins this week I have him at quarterback eight you have him at quarterback seven I uh, that's I, I think he could end as the quarterback one this week so great play and then also the reason why I have Kirk Cousins at eight is because I'm still holding tight on Jared Goff you know anytime at home in a nice matchup I'm playing him and I'm keeping that here at quarterback seven, I have Goff in my rankings. You have him down at quarterback 12, so you're not trusting him as much this week. Uh, we know that Jordan Love just threw three touchdowns against the Falcons last week. I think Jared Goff at home could do that as well. Amon Raw, St. Brown, watch his injury because if he ends up having to sit, then I would move down Jared Goff, put Kirk Cousins in over him. Uh, but if Amon Raw is good, then Jared Goff is good in my brain. 
Yeah, I do like Jared Goff this week. I just feel like the Lions uh, might have a lot of success rushing in this game as well. So I don't know if I like the yardage total as much. I don't know if it's going to be quite the shootout that we got last week against the Seahawks at home in Detroit. So just a little bit lower, but definitely playable. And uh, keep in mind, uh, there's a... a few guys I have in front of him, but Joe Burrow is one of them, and I'm not expecting to play, but I have him pretty low at 10, even if he goes there against the Rams this week. So that could bump up Jared Goff a spot. Now, interesting enough, though, Michelle, this leads into the guy that I have ahead of Jared Goff as my QB 11. I think you even have him hired. QB 8 is Russell Wilson. Now, this is what I liked about Russell Wilson. I think he's going to put up some garbage points. Last week, he was old Russell Wilson. He was throwing deep downfield, making plays. He was running and giving some us uh, some numbers there. So I think that might work out. I think the Broncos, just like the Chargers and Vikings, may stink. But I think their passing numbers could keep going up here because they stink. They can't run the ball as much. And that Russell Wilson on the other side here of Tua, going to have to throw a ton. I think this Broncos defense will be behind. And I think you could see a very similar game for Wilson from last week. Yeah, I think it could be one of those games where he just has to keep throwing to keep up. I, I I don't love the Broncos run game. They're not getting it done. We know Sean Payton loves the run, but it's just not happening for them. So I think the Dolphins are going to put up plenty of points in this matchup. Russell Wilson's going to have to throw a lot. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be like, wow, Russell Wilson looks so good, right? That's not what it's going to be, but I think he's going to end up producing fantasy points for you. Herbert had 21 points against the Dolphins in week one. Mac Jones uh, didn't come through with a great fantasy day, but completed 74% of his passes against this Dolphins defense. So I, and also Jerry Judy only played 34% of the snaps last week, coming back his first week from injury. I expect that to go way up. If he has his number one guy, I do think he likes Jerry Judy the best. He has the best connection with him. He should look better as well. So love Russell Wilson this week, especially in DFS play. Uh, one guy that I don't know what to do with. All right, Benny. I don't. I love yeah. I love him, and I hope the best for him, but it's not coming through this year. It's Justin Fields, and he has to go to Kansas City, play against the Chiefs, whose defense isn't, like, the hardest, but they're also not allowing – I mean, they just held the Jaguars' offense to very – what, nine points? Uh, Trevor yeah. Lawrence didn't do anything. ETN didn't do anything. Ridley didn't do anything. This all comes down to will the Bears start running or not? I mean, they've gone away from their rush attack that was so good last year. And you can't just tell me that was all David Montgomery. Like, it wasn't. They just stopped running the ball. They're not running with anybody, even Justin Fields. So until Justin Fields starts running again and they start running the ball more often, it's not going to be good for fantasy. And maybe it happens this week. He obviously has such a high ceiling in any given week. But I'm nervous to keep playing him until we see – these coaches start calling plays that fit his play style. Yeah, we just need this uh, Chiefs team to get so far ahead where they don't care about Justin Fields running, and that could happen this week, right? I mean, that's why I'm a little bit torn. He's borderline QB1 for me at 13. He finishes QB20 last week. You have him at 10. Yeah, it's really hard to drop Justin Fields too far down because he could go off and run at any point, and again – He's uh, going to be a work in progress w- with the passing game. The Chiefs' pass defense is actually pretty tough here. So, yeah, you're right. He's going to have to run enough and uh, find some guys. And Darnell Mooney's now banged up, so he's got to rely more on Chase Claypool. But I do like the matchups for DJ Moore and Cole Komet for, to put up some numbers here. So maybe he can get to the old school 250 and two through the air, run for like 40 yards, and you're good. So uh, let's hope that he can actually play a little bit better this week. But I don't know. The Bears, there's no reason for them – to think about a 
change. I mean, they have Tyson Bajant. Is there other option right yeah. now? I mean, yeah. So they're there's really no not mention. Yeah. So you can't, they're not going to go there. So I think they're going to see it this whole year. But again, I expect a little bit better only because there's going to be ultimate garbage time this week. So something to look at there. Now, the last guy we want to bring up, this is a tough guy to rank this week because he's been so much on fire. He's the QB2 on the season behind Kirk Cousins. He's thrown t- three TD passes in both games. They've had a lot of volume as the Packers have won a game and lost a game. But he's still getting those touchdowns. He's throwing a lot in the red zone here. I think that's how he's going to have to get it done. The Saints defense is pretty tough in a lot of ways this week. So you could fade him if you're in a shallow league. I don't know if you have to force him in there. You have him as QB 15. I have him as QB 16. Jordan Love, I don't know what you say. I think super flex, yeah, you got to keep playing him. But I think if you got one of those guys that we mentioned before, maybe Russell Wilson, a Sam Howell, even a Matthew Stafford, you might uh, bench Jordan Love this week. Yeah, his touchdown efficiency has just been insane, right? It's not like he's throwing a ton. ton. He's only had 27, 25 pass attempts. And he's also, he's only has a 55.8 completion percentage. And I just saw a tweet and I do not have it on me. So I'm just going to go off just what I remember in my mind. He's thrown like the most uh, balls that have not been accurate so far this year. So Jordan Love is getting it done with touchdowns, but not so much like that. He's just putting together great performances, right? So And he's been scoring about like 21, 22 fantasy points, especially in like the four point pass touchdown leagues. That's really good. And you're going to take that. But like, let's just say he throws one less touchdown and he has two touchdowns instead of three. You're not going to be thrilled with the day. That's why I'm at Corby quarterback 15. He's playable for sure. I am a little bit worried about the Saints defense. They've been good through two weeks, but they've also played Ryan Tannehill and Bryce Young. So take that for what it is. We don't really know yet about their defense. But I am just a little bit worried about Love this week compared to some other quarterbacks. Yeah, I'm worried if he breaks through in this one and plays pretty well, then we're going to feel really good because their schedule is very favorable. Their schedule is so nice. Yeah, so so if he plays well in this game, then yeah, we're buying a Jordan Love. Maybe my uh, QB 10 uh, in the top 10 will come through. Maybe it'll come true for both him and Sam Howell. Both of us will be really happy here. But yeah, so I'm really excited to see what uh, Jordan Love can do. Again, they haven't played at home. A lot of teams have not played at home, like Miami and now Green Bay. So San Francisco will be playing at home tomorrow. So like that, like these uh, quarterbacks and uh, passing games with high upside playing at home and having that opportunity. So we'll see how that plays out for Jordan Love. But again, you can uh, follow our rankings there at uh, sportingnews.com, NFL.com. You can see where all these uh, players are and then uh, make your calls here this week. So good snapshot look here at our running back and quarterback rankings tomorrow every day as we will look at the wide receiver and tight end rankings for week three for this edition of locked on fantasy football this has been Vinny Iyer and I'm Michelle Majuk bye y'all